everybody. Welcome to the Sci-Fi Sisters podcast. Uh, we're proud members of the Trek Geeks Network, and we're so happy to bring you this show today on The Falcon and the Winter Soldier. I am Tamia Harper, and I'm joined by my sisters. I got Sabrina Wood. Whoop. I got Yvette Blackman-Tom. Whoop, whoop. I got Fran T. The and I got Sis JD. Bono. And we are here to get into another deep dive on the Falcon and the Winter Soldier and go all into the Marvel Universe. Before we do that, I just want to give a shout out to our sponsors, the best sponsors in the whole galaxy or any galaxy, Science Division, uh, the makers of the world's first and only app-enabled Tribble. And uh, if you haven't gotten a triple yet, you need to treat yourself to a triple because they are the best. They're the softest. They're the fuzziest. They're the cutest. They're seriously the best little adorable alien species that you can have in your house. Um, I love to cuddle mine uh, when I come home from a long day of work and it just trills and, and, it, and it purrs and it sort of like really relaxes me. It's my favorite. Our dribbles have three modes. Count them. One, two, three modes. There's at ease uh, and the trip where the triples vibrate just like that. Uh, they trill and they vibrate and they're just happy to be around you uh, and uh, in their new forever home. And then there's an on duty mode um, when your triple is actively seeking Klingon infiltrators and it trills very softly for friends. And then it squeaks really loudly if any Klingons are nearby. <laughs> Thank you, Fran. That was perfect. Oh, that's good. <laughs> really good. And then there's watchdog mode, um, where it guards your precious possessions, like your phasers and your comm badges and uh, even bat lifts. And uh, it'll squeak really loud if somebody tries to get your stuff. I'm not even going to try it. Nah, I know. Try it. <laughs> Thank you. I hurt ourselves. I think the listeners and myself say thank you <laughs> for not trying that. So we're going to hurt ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> but we do. We adore Science Division. We adore their tribbles. They're really a lot of fun. Get them for um, birthday gifts or for anniversary presents or just get a gift for yourself. Um, and you can adopt your tribble today at Science Division. That's sciencediv.com, science division, by fans, for fans. Trouble's never been this fun. So just like last week, we're going deep dive into the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. We're going to talk about episode two today and leading us in this great journey in this expedition is the one and the only, the baddest-ass little sister in the crew, and I mean that in a good way, is J.D., J.D. Keeling, on deck. Yay! Oh, I'm just waiting for, like, everything to stop. (laughs) I don't like to interrupt. The applause? The applause? Oh, yes. Okay, sorry. (laughs) Uh, But, yeah, so... Just like last time, everybody, we are diving into the Sam and Bucky show. This means if you have not watched up to episode two, again, pause, watch the episode. I know I told you to watch it last time, but you know, you might have forgotten. Once you're done, which 
I'm assuming is now because you've returned to us. You can listen to this wonderful conversation. With that being said, let's get on to, I don't actually know the, ep- the name of episode two, but I a do star know. star-spangled man. Of course it is. I was just making that joke on Twitter. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but so you no, had to blank no. it out of your head, right? You blanked it out of your mind. That's what happened. It, it did, because I literally just tweeted that there should be a trap version of Star Spangled Man with the plan song for John Walker. So like, it was right there. <laughs> but uh, speaking of John Walker, it's episode two and we get to meet the new Captain America straight out of Custard Grove, Georgia. We have John Walker being the literally most awkward human being ever trying to protect his Captain America. what did you guys think (laughs) wow (laughs) i want to i want to say first of all that every every historically black college band or high school band (laughs) in the country that had to watch that mess of them coming out there to bring out captain america i know they were all like oh Hell. No joke. No. Oh, wait, are they going to have a step show next? I just wow. said, when I first, I said, wait, no, we don't have the HBCU band coming out. <laughs> wow. What was that? But you know what? They looked good. They had, the, I, they had the sisters yeah. dancing. I was all into that. And then the, the, the Captain America came in there. I was like, and like, that guy came. I was like, huh? Messing up the halftime show. The this is actually what I loved about it. Because they tell you up front, well, A, first when we meet John, meet his very black, his very black best friend. And then you found out he went to a very black school. And yet he is the most awkward white man to ever white. I, you know, and, and his wife was like, I mean, I was like, how you come, how, how? How he's surrounded by all this blackness, all this super dope, super cool blackness, and none of it rubbed off on you. Mm-mm. None of it. I think it's they were trying to tell us. In case the police pull you over. He <laughs> <laughs> was just something else. But I don't know. But did you think that his suit was like really kind of retro looking? Mm-hmm. Okay, I, mean, I, I love that suit. <laughs> <laughs> I just thought they made it look like he, they made him look more like the World War II Captain America than the Captain America that ended, you know, the Marvel Universe. Because that suit had been sort of redesigned and they were really making him look red, white, blue, you know, back in the day. I was like, well, where's the motorcycle? Where, where's, the, where's the leather goggles? You know, it was just ridiculous. You know, I don't know. I did, I was, and this guy just had like... Okay. Oh wait, okay. but wait. First of all, nobody uh, really responded to Sabrina's comment about the suit. I like the suit. You did like the suit? I thought mm-hmm. it looked different from too. the suit that we last saw the real cap in. But that was the original Captain America. Right. Yeah, so they changed the yeah. suit, I thought. Right. Well, he it got modernized, but that was the original suit. Oh. But but to, in He's his defense, alone. in his defense for a second. He he had questions himself about whether he should be the Captain America. I mean, he was he was 
questioning. Did he have questions about whether he should be it or whether he could do it? You know, I think, I don't think he had, yeah, I don't think he had questions about whether he should be it. He felt entitled to inherit that role. You know, he was only nervous about whether he could do it and not make an ass out of himself, which I think are two different things. You know, I kept looking for redeeming qualities for in this guy, you know, when, you know, I was like, oh, okay, you know, like, you got a point because you, you're married to a sister, so maybe you got something going on upstairs. And then I was just like, oh, no, I just don't like him. And as somebody who is coming from, like, not knowing this history in the comics or anything, straight up, I knew he was wrong when I first saw him. And like, I don't like him. I don't like him. I don't like him. I don't like him. Something wrong with this child. I don't like him. You sound like Bucky. <laughs> I, I will say that is a testament to the wonderful acting of Wyatt Russell who True. like yeah. he played that so well people were Early sending day. him death threats <laughs> like oh wow that's, wow yeah yeah people Wyatt literally sent him death threats they hate John Walker so much and you know Wyatt wonderful guy he kind of took it in his stride and so like well clearly I'm doing something right yeah <laughs> He did. He played the hell out that role. He really he was, did. He was really pretty interesting. If you watch the extras, there's a tape of them all, you know, being introduced at um, some of the Air Force base, and they're all on screen. And and he really is very thrilled to be in the show and everything. And I think he did it. He acted his part really well. He really did. He made us all hate him to death. So mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> good job, Wyatt. <laughs> Give that man a, I don't know what the award is called. Razzie? No, he, he was acting. He was acting. No, he did a great yeah, job. He did a good job. Yeah. No, the actor, yeah. because you're so, you, you uh, have, you know, such strong feelings about him, Fran. I think he did an absolutely great job. I didn't like actor. him. It wasn't, <laughs> it, wasn't, it wasn't his acting or anything. I didn't like him on sight. Oh. He, he said he likes you. He called us up and he said, "He did." Yeah. I, like <laughs> I really like Fran. Okay. And I said, "Well, she don't like you." I know. I'm like, "Well, where did get this food from?" And then my sister told me who he was. I'm like, "You kidding? This is him?" Just this to make a me? distinction, like you didn't like him as the character, or you didn't like the character, the new captain. Period. Yes. <laughs> Okay, that cleared that up. Thanks. Yep. Thank you. <laughs> that helps. Moving on. <laughs> Next, <right>. please, JD. <laughs> well, with that, speaking <laughs> of people who don't like John Walker, our next scene, we see Bucky going to Sam like, what the hell did you do? Right. What so, did you do? <laughs> so, I, I mean, honestly, interesting moment. If only because, Bucky, seriously, you ignore the man's 10 calls, but you're willing to show up the moment there's a new Captain America just to yell at him. Hey, Thank you. you are a terrible friend. Right. <laughs> that was my thought, too. I was like, he might have been calling you to say, should I give up the shield? You didn't answer the phone. Right. <laughs> this is what happens when you don't call back. <laughs> when you don't no. answer texts and, you know. And if it wasn't for the psychiatrist, I don't think he would have called him. You don't talk to anybody but me. And you you knew you got all these mixed calls and texts, and you're not, you know, the next thing you know, he's texting them. 
So, you know, he, he needed a little push that way, I think. I think he gave him a little nudge to do that. I'm going think... to give Bucky everything. I, oh, love I love I love me some I love me some Bucky too. Sabrina, Bucky, <laughs> Bucky's Bucky has issues. Let him go. Oh my God, he's 106. <laughs> Get him. from him. Bucky needs right. to learn how to work his phone. <laughs> <laughs> but like, how did Bucky know where you know where Sam was leaving from? He just gets to the Air Force base and he I just know, right? walk onto the base. So went to soldier. <laughs> Yeah, Clearly, he knows pardon. how to work his phone when he wants to. I guess so. I guess so. And just all up in poor Sam's face. He's like, him, oh, Siri. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah, and he's over 100 years old, so. He you know, know better. He, he, you know, I think he did real good with the technology to be over 100 years old. <laughs> Well, I, I want to say that my favorite funny line in this episode two was when Sam ever said that, you know, they would, what's big, he said, what's bigger than this, Sam? And then Sam said, we're going out here and we're fighting the big three. Yes. <laughs> I lost it. Aliens, androids, aliens, and wizards. I just, right. He said, that's not a thing. <laughs> like it's absolutely a thing. It's a thing. A sorcerer yeah, is a wizard without a hat. That was I had excellent. to roll it back and play it again because it was hysterical. And they just I did too. I was like, lines. did he say? I was like, he's absolutely correct. He is. He was, a sorcerer right. is. He was right. Without he was a proud hat. of himself for coming up with that too. I just, yeah. think, I just figured that out. But, I just made that up. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> it stopped. It stopped Bucky for a minute. I did. Doctor Strange. <laughs> <laughs> they are too funny. Now, again, I'm going to mention that. Please go and watch the extras because I really enjoyed them talking about making this film, and they they gave a shout out to the scene in Civil War where Sharon Carter kissed. Um, the original um, Steve, Captain Steve Rogers, right? Mm-hmm. When they when they stole the shields, he said when they had that scene together, the two of them in the car, but you're not going to move the seat up. <laughs> he said that was the beginning of everything when everyone thought that maybe yeah. these two guys had some real chemistry. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. and they decided to make that this was thing. that was the that was it that was the it. car scene was it that yeah. was the moment, and that scene with the three <laughs> the big three is one that you need to clip out because that was pure. You know, that was pure Anthony Mackie and Sebastian Stan. I mean, they are hilarious together. <laughs> the banter is, is is fantastic. It's very natural. Yeah. The, the way it rolls off their tongues. <laughs> you know, it playing. reminds me of those guys you know who those two guys that you that we all know who are, who just can't stop. Right. You know, they're always competing, but they'll do anything for each other. Mm-hmm. You know? I yeah, can say this about him, but you can't. Right, right. That's just how they are. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. they remind me of Legolas and Gil, um, Gilmy, G- Gimli. Yeah, from the Gimli. Lord of the Rings, Gimli. When they're counting all of the kills, how the many kills? I was like, <laughs> but oh, you do finally get these two together, and you get them being their whole selves as they go to figure out. What is going on? Who are these flag smasher peoples? And what are they up to? And it turns out Bucky gets his ass kicked by like a very small young woman. 
(laughs) (laughs) Right? You got your ass kicked by a girl. Which, shout out. Like, I love, I love the diversity. Erin Kellerman, who is a biracial English actress. She is absolutely lovely. And yeah, no, she she kicked his ass. She She was amazing at it. She did. She whooped that boy. I, I, I honestly love that scene simply because, like, I love it when he opens up, like, the thing and he's all like, oh, yeah, no, I got you. I'm here to help. And she just smiles at him and no. then literally kicks him into the room. <laughs> no, he's opening up the tra- freight car, like the train, and he's like, oh, I think I found the, I found the uh, hostage. The prisoner, the hostage. I found the hostage. She's like, and she gave him that little sweet smile. <laughs> she like, kicked his ass. Oh, yeah, that turned not so sweet. <laughs> that important to everyone. Never doubt the powers of like a girl in her twenties. Like she will mess you up somehow. So so, <laughs> yeah. The, I thought the women in this uh, whole thing, you know, and Marvel has um, a lot of superhero women and so but they also have these really great you know just plain old human women like like peggy carter in the first place and 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 now sharon because uh you know that and so i'm glad that they they really are doing it with um some of these characters and you're seeing some other other women come in and 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 we're going to see some more women come in that i really love but um can, what else do we have about uh, the big thing in this one Go ahead, JD. What, what's your next question to us? Do you have questions for us in this one? Oh, I did. Well, actually, it was kind of like an Easter egg, but I feel like everyone will kind of enjoy. Because mm-hmm. as we all know, once the fight scene is over and everyone's had their ass kicked by, yeah, mostly a bunch of teenagers, but we have <laughs> like John Walker and Hoskins on the, yeah, and we get to meet Hoskins, who in the comics is well, he really was John Walker's buck, which, again, Marvel Comics has been around since the 1930s, so bear with me as I say this. Bold Urban Commando. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what buck, buck. stood for. He, was, he was the bold urban commando. Oh, wow. <laughs> that's the Mario you're talking about? Yeah, yep. he, he wasn't Battlestar in the uh, comics. He yeah, was, that yeah was they changed that because Bold <laughs> well, Urban Commando. Hell yeah. <laughs> they call him Buck. <laughs> that's Come on now. Yeah. yeah that's, you, not gonna fly, that's not going to fly so well. Malcolm Nelson delete that line. Delete that. <laughs> and this is why you need... Well, I like you Lamar's know, one of character. the benefits of having a, what was it, a black director behind the show? Yeah, black showrunner. He's a, the showrunner, the, the, oh, the, the writer. the showrunner. <laughs> is you have someone to go, oh, God, no, that's not going to work. <laughs> we ain't calling this man a bold urban commando. Because <laughs> anyone else might have, you know, just been like, oh, yeah, that'll work. <laughs> That They'll never look up what it means. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I like Lamar. Wouldn't have had a clue of what it What's wrong with Urban? Of course he's Urban. You're like, um, hmm. But listen, <laughs> he was the one that knew how to speak German. Yeah. Okay. 
He did. I mean, it was funny because, you know, everybody was speaking a different language at some point in the show, except for John Walker. He's the only one that couldn't speak another thing. <laughs> I, mean, I he learned that about Arabic. him. Like, he, was, he was very American. Exactly. Oh, like, he's, he a, again, the perfect representation of this quote-unquote American, like, don't know squat outside it. Like, why don't you speak English? Like, mm-hmm. That's what because I got. The rest out of, of the world doesn't speaks lots of other languages. Oh my god, I can't understand you with that thick accent. Okay. <laughs> as soon as they crashed in with the no knock warrant on to the. By the way, I was doing an imitation of some of my relatives. By oh my god. <laughs> by the way, just FYI, I don't want anybody to hear that and be like, "Dag, Tamia, really? Um, that's kind of offensive." No, <laughs> that was that was real life from my family tree. Yeah. But I, I would just say, like, you know, they busted into the, that scene where they busted into the Munich um, hideout where they had all been harboring them before they got in there. And Walker and Lamar broke in and the guy starts speaking German and he just, just Walker just goes, I need a translator. You know, Lamar comes mm-hmm. over and translates mm-hmm. the whole thing for him. But I love that the German guy spit in his face. I was like, he right. didn't spit yeah. at Lamar. He was like, let me, mm-hmm. let me come up here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and for those of y'all who don't remember that scene, it's actually from episode three. So, oh uh, no, <laughs> yes. I, 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 never mind. I already. Don't hear this again. again. I'm Chris, sure. Like, what's going on? <laughs> I'm like, uh, what? Who's spinning? Sorry, what? sorry, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but after we know. We tackle that, and I will say, because this is just one thing I really love, is that everyone is really angry that the government gave away the shield, which I found absolutely hilarious, given everything we know of of the U.S. American America films. Like, from I was promised an army, and all I got from was you in (laughs) Captain America, the first Avengers, to the Mm -hmm. whole... Uh, Zola and Operation Paperclip and Hydra Shield and the Winter Soldier, like, was really? You be the judge. And speaking of crimes the American government has committed in the MCU, we're gonna go to Baltimore next, where we mm-hmm. get to meet one of the greatest cameos ever honestly like you never get his name but the grandson that we see in the house is actually eli bradley grandson of isaiah bradley who is the patriot for the young avengers which makes him the third young avengers we have seen in the mcu so far probably going to be their next avenger team up just saying okay yes wow that's a great little easter egg there for me jd i appreciate you (laughs) Yeah, I knew none of that. I'm on the wrong Yeah, episode, like, because so. technically we saw Tommy and Billy in uh, WandaVision. We know right. we're getting Kate. We know we're getting Miss America. I'm just saying. But back awesome. to why we're in Baltimore. Isaiah Bradley. Mm-hmm. The most tragic super soldier to ever work for the U.S. government. Mm. How do y'all feel coming across that story? Mm-hmm. I, it hurt. You know, like, I mean, that watching that, I felt his anger 
I felt all of it. And, and again, I mean, it, again, it was so much like, um, so much real life, you know, there's so many stories about experiments that were done to mm-hmm. black folks on us. You know, there's so many stories about black heroes that we don't know. Um, you know, there's so many times when our people have, our people have been fighting for this country since the damn revolution, literally fighting for freedom in this country since the revolution and have gotten shafted and continue to get shafted, you know? So, um, Isaiah's story is really, really powerful and the anger that he embodies and all that hurt. It's, 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 it's real and it's visceral and, and we know it. We know. Well, you know, I can liken that to, um, hidden figures because if I was one of those ladies, I would have been really, really pissed about not being acknowledged until what, 50 years later, I would have been really pissed. I wouldn't have been as gracious as they were. You know, I I just wouldn't have because, you know, she helped send the man out into space just with her head, you know, no, no machines, no nothing. You know, they did all this stuff and they were so gracious about not being acknowledged for the actual heroes that they were. So, I see that. I see Henrietta Lacks in it, you know, uh, all the experiments and things and cures they found from her cells. You know, I, I, I saw all that. And, and that's not, of course, the Tuskegee experiment. Let's not forget that. So I saw all that in him and in his anger, which was righteous anger. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's just... Oh, it's exhausting, y'all. It can be exhausting. This is based, though, on truth, because the U.S. government did come out and admit that they did experiment on World War II enlisted Black men when they were testing mustard gas and other chemical weapons, and they told these guys it was some other thing, and they went into these, you know, pretty much like gas chambers and got Mm -hmm. exposed and... Mm -hmm. This is a true story. So, you know, it's been distilled into this one man story about a super serum, but this is this is not anything science fiction. So right. anybody that, you know, hasn't read 1690 yet all the way down through and into World War II, I would just skip forward till you get to the point where the U.S. government experiments on their own enlisted soldiers. And the one part where he started talking about, he said, when I saw those red tails in the sky, mm-hmm. that 332nd squadron, I was tears to my eyes. My father is American Army Air Corps. My father is one of those guys. He is actually one of the... Um, Red Ball Express guys that helped build the Burma Road. But he mm-hmm. tells horror stories about what they did to them. He was kicked out of the army twice. And this is the same man that told me, I will never see another child of mine in the uniform of the United States again. So wow. when he started yelling about him not taking that shield, I saw Lloyd R. Williams Sr. I saw it all. <laughs> I was like, oh my God, there is my father going off right there mm-hmm. but i want to say it was carl lumby who i have always loved carl mm-hmm. if you're listening yeah. brother yeah. you're looking yeah. good oh my god it was so good to it's see right. you again it was good I to see him, him. Yeah. he gave such and, a performance oh, oh my word yes and i yeah. and i might add also um people are wondering why um uh black folks as a 
you know, a lot of black folks are, are hesitant, you know, bringing into the modern thing about getting the vaccination is simply because we've been traumatized mm-hmm. by the government with their medical stuff. Right. That's why, you know, it's not that we don't, you know, we're not smart or anything like that, but the history of the, of the U.S. government and doing experiments and medical stuff on us is way, way, way treacherous. It's way so, too deep, too many times, it is. too many it's ways. Treacherous. It's just treacherous. So I understand the, the, the hesitancy that some, some Black folks have. I get mm-hmm. it. Oh, I get it. If, yeah, you knew our, if you know our history, you'd get it too. Mm-hmm. In fact, I'm interested to know how you felt when you saw that scene. <laughs> Well, at first, you know, it made me think about, I was, you know, so when you, when you read some of these um, comics about these super soldiers and everything, like, oh, they, I said, but you know, you always have that one friend who's like, well, if they would have gave it to a black man, you know, he wouldn't have got all the star power. He wouldn't have been, they wouldn't have set him up on the screen. You know, he wouldn't have been on the road shows. Uh, They would have had him you know, back back in the cell experimenting on him. And guess what? Yep, that's what was going on, you know? So they had these black super soldiers. And I just thought it was excellent that they actually brought that up. I mean, mm-hmm. they didn't have to. I mean, it, it won't, you know, it, it, it was necessary because it was in there now, but they really didn't need this. But I mean, it made the story so much better and so much, you know, it, it, it added to the story. I think... I don't even know. This made it for me. This this scene made the show for me. I, I was I was hooked. I knew I was going to keep watching this. I knew that this was going to be my show because there was no. They didn't have to do this, you know. And but then again, they did. They did have to do it because it, it's necessary. Now people, you know, if if this is the only way you get it through Marvel um, and through comics and you know, superheroes, then all right, clap. I'm clapping for you. Thank you. Thank you very much. But this was, this was a deep one. It was a deep because it it had a lot of, um, wow, it was deep, (laughs) you know, and his his performance, because I, you know, I've known that, that actor for a long time. He always plays a great role, but just the fact that there is a super soldier in Baltimore, in the hood, hang you know behind closed doors waiting to see who's coming to kill him still you know yes you know he's still waiting for that person to come and kill him he's he's ready he's sitting there ready for some so this is even though no matter how many experiments they did on him how many times they told him it was over he's still waiting for someone to come and kill him and that's what makes the scenes with bucky even you know, it, it, it lets you understand what Bucky's going through also, you know, in a different way. But this is something Bucky's been fighting for years. I mean, decades. This man, the same thing, you know, they, they're, they're waiting, you know, like the I think the the I, I don't know if it was this episode, but, you know, Bucky's just waiting for the next shoe to drop, basically. And so is he. And so are many other soldiers. They're just waiting for the next shoe to drop. What's happening? I, I, there's no way I could be here in this peace. A lot of soldiers don't believe that they deserve peace. Mm. That's a big thing. And you're waiting. 
you're just sitting there waiting. When is it, when is this little piece going to end? You know, when is my world just going to blow up? And this is what happens when you have a black man behind the scene. Scenes like that. Mm -hmm. That's important. Mm -hmm. So we need to be in front of the camera and behind the camera. Well, before we move on, I, there is just one thing I would like to note. Well, two things. First off is I, they really do a lot with Isaiah in a very subtle way because honestly, unless you really take the time to think about it, you're not going to realize Isaiah Bradley is the only man to defeat the Winter Soldier. Yes. Steve Rogers yes. can do that. Yes. Because yep. I got that line, that line, said is, it, yeah. you know, he said, you know, he said, if I met you, you mean I whoop your ass. And I was like, oh, I want to yep. know about that. He said he took he took half that metal arm or something. He took that metal arm. He took I was like, phone, I was yeah. like, my question was, is this in the comics anywhere? Is this somewhere where I can see this scene, <laughs> see him? whooping the winter soldier's ass i want to read that <laughs> well i can't speak to that but i can say because just a little for the rest of the world isaiah bradley is actually a fairly recent character who was created in 2003 in marvel's truth red white mm. and black comic book series so if you would like to check that out, I would advise it. It's a very good series. Mm. But back to Baltimore being ain't shit. Um, you get <laughs> yeah, like like Baltimore ain't shit, and you realize it the moment they walk out the house because you know what they are having a fight. Bucky and Sam are getting into it. Sam's wondering what the fuck y'all ain't ever tell me there was a black super soldier. Did Steve know? Did someone else know? Why didn't I know, Bucky? You've been talking to me all this time managed to track me down couldn't just be like oh hey sam there's a black super soldier and then lo and behold the cops come over and be like excuse me sir is this black gentleman harassing you right the right. amazing exactly. it was right on time and the car just creeped around the corner yep. oh mm -hmm. they're creeping and like and and they're all like no we're fine everything's fine like wait hold don't you take that tone with me you know like who wait you know let me see your id uh, did you, did you catch that? Did you catch that? Bucky said, "Just show me your ID." Show me the ID. Yeah, just show me. Oh, yeah, right. Like completely not understanding. Like why would not I show world. Like, Ain't nobody asking you to show your ID. Right. It's, it's not. Know? But what we have Why to do real, I have to show my ID right. for right. being on the street? I got a right to be here. I don't need to right. show no ID. And if you think it was an argument, I wasn't arguing with myself. So he needs to show some ID too. Right. <laughs> he ain't got yeah, none either. <laughs> it's hilarious because, you know, I guess Bucky does kind of realize that because it's all like, well, he's not going to show his ID. So his next move is, uh, excuse me, officer, don't you know who he is? <laughs> Which is honestly the whitest thing I've ever heard Bucky yes. say. That was hilarious. <laughs> yes, that was. That was. But half my Bucky is the one that gets arrested. <laughs> Poetic friggin' justice. He had his That's right. Bucky got Mr. Barnes. <laughs> yeah, and, he was Mr. Barnes. Uh, and don't protect his head when you put him in the back seat. Just let him hit it, right? Watch, no. the, head. Watch the head. Watch the head. Watch the head. Poor Bam. Bucky. Poor Bucky. <laughs> Bucky was like, oh man, the notebook. 
(laughs) Before we leave Isaiah, I just want to say that my other favorite line in there, uh, well, a couple of lines, it said, you think you can wake up one day and decide who you want Mm. to be? It doesn't work like that. Well, maybe it does for folks like you. Beautiful line. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. Well, he said, I'm not a killer anymore. He was like, really? Really? You're like, really? How's that All working right. out for you? Really? That ain't working out for <laughs> you. Like in the, in, my, in the world's eyes, I'm always a killer. I was a killer before they made me a super soldier. I'm a black man walking down the street. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's it. Hello. But it's a new day, brother. <laughs> 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 so yeah now we're in jail with Bucky <laughs> which again I actually love that because this is the, phone, the moment where after some forced therapy and John Walker pulling his white boy strings honestly, I don't know where he even came from <laughs> you get Bucky and Sam in a room engaging in competitive therapy I like I have a bachelor's degree in psychology, y'all. And what even I can of, tell this. Yeah. this what kind of therapy was that? <laughs> <laughs> it was a, very doc, a doctor who was just sick of the both of them. That's what <laughs> she said she was going and, to and a, and a former soldier too. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna resort to couples therapy, face each other. <laughs> I, I right? just lost it. <laughs> Honestly, she was my favorite. Like, if you've Love ever, her. Yeah. if you've ever Dr. had Rainer. to deal with people, like, not even as a psychologist, but I'm sure we've all had to deal with like that one friend who, like, we're trying to give advice, and it's like talking to a brick wall who keeps saying, "But maybe if," and it's all like, "Girl, no." <laughs> <laughs> I thought that's like the woman. The, I didn't. I didn't get her name. I meant to look her up before we came into this, but. I loved her performance as a psychiatrist. I thought she, especially the part when going back to the first episode, when she said that she had been a terrific soldier, she had been a mm-hmm. good soldier, but she knew what she was talking about and she just wasn't having it with the two of them. And she, she was trying so hard to help Bucky with her version of tough love. And then she was noticing that, you know, Hey, you know what, Mackie, you, I mean, Sam, you need to sit down too, brother. <laughs> get to both of you at one time. Her name was wasn't Amy Aquino. She is very familiar to me. I know she's been in a bunch of stuff. Mm -hmm. I just, I loved her in that clicking pen in that notebook. She was scaring me with that. (laughs) Yeah, I I love, I love that scene because it's the first time we see Bucky start to open up. Like he can't open up to his therapist, but he can open up to Sam. He can Mm -hmm. tell him. If if Steve was wrong about giving you the shield, maybe he was wrong about maybe I am the one who thinks I am. And to which Sam replied, "I got it to do." Bye. <laughs> yeah, that was interesting. Mm. Yes. <laughs> he was just like he was done at that. He was just done. Yeah, I mean, oof, so these two have some, you know, uh, uh, you know what got me about this whole thing when I was watching this? I said, uh, they're going to do Lethal Weapon again. This is Lethal Weapon, <laughs> except, you know, Sebastian stands is a cranky old white guy at 106. <laughs> He's the Danny Glover guy. <laughs> and Sam is, you know, Mel Gibson. 
but we're basically doing lethal weapon. So. I did read an article with the director where she was talking about like when she was researching for doing this role, like she, one of the types of films that she watched was buddy cop films. Mm-hmm. Oh know? God. Okay. Because that's it, what, it, because it is, it's, it's a, a part of it. It really is a buddy cop story. Yeah. You know, they hate each other, you know, 48 hours, all of them, you know, even just can't stand each other, but here they go. They're going to team up and I love it. I mean, I was just waiting for it all to happen. I, and, uh, but I think just, my, the, the, the part of the scene that, that really like this whole part where they're getting Bucky at uh, springing Bucky from jail <laughs> was the, the, this new Captain America, John Walker dude. Oh my God. I just can't stand him he's just so smug like every time he swaggers on into the room like trying to do that john wayne walk i just want to shoot him you know i I, I just my father would say just loud and wrong oh yes oh that's so perfect oh i'm stealing that i'm stealing that daddy would (laughs) loud and wrong loud and wrong yes i mean it just oh he irks me every time every single time Bus doors open. He's just in that room. He's like, like yeah. You're like, you can thank me later for busting you out. Yeah. You have me oh. to thank me. And oh. what about when he was? I did it. Aren't you? Pre- aren't you yeah. thankful? Aren't Maybe. you grateful to me for I, saving you? I I usually say this with regards to myself, but and it fits him too. He has the confidence of a wealthy white dude. Who has never failed? Mm-hmm. 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 Which also now you guys all know how confident I am. <laughs> <laughs> well, we never doubted that. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's that. It's That's that. never been in question. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, that's that's him. He is just like that blind. Nothing can ever go wrong in my life. Confidence, which. Mm-hmm. I mean, and I can never, and more importantly, I, more importantly, I will never, I can never do anything wrong, right? Like everything that I do is fine and kosher. My S don't stink, you know? Mm-hmm. But he had to go yeah. bail them out because they didn't have any more clues. They said Langley yeah, didn't right, have right. anything. He didn't right. know what reason. to do. It's the only reason. He right. said the only reason, I got to go get these two because they might know something more. It was like, yeah, you need to go get Sam and Bucky, the Sam and Bucky show. Because you don't know what's going on. Mm-hmm. But you got the shield, so go ahead, shorty. <laughs> yeah. And with that, it leaves us on our ending note. Only one man can save the day. Fucking Zemo. <laughs> Zemo. I, I got to say, I was not, ex- like, I love Daniel Brule. Don't get me wrong, adorable human. Zemo as a character, ugh. Like if ugh was a person, that would be Zemo. (laughs) Oh, he was, I mean, when when, when Bucky walked up to the, am I in the right episode? I think you're jumping ahead. I think you're jumping ahead. Jumping ahead. 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 Just knew he was going for Zemo, which is a great name. <laughs> Before Zemo. Sabrina can give away anything from episode three, thank you. I was yes. going Stop there. I'm racing Stop ahead. Now. I stopped myself. I stopped myself. 
Like why don't you give us our sign up? Good. It's going to be the Sam and Bucky show, Zemo edition. <laughs> yeah. Zemo's not to be fooled with. No, he's not. No, it's, I don't know. I'm looking forward. Yes. Yeah, I think we, uh, I just want episode two is all Isaiah for me. It's all Isaiah. Oh, Lord. All Isaiah all the time. <laughs> All, yep. all, all Carl Lumbly all the time. Yeah. <laughs> I hope we yeah. see him again in this. Me too. I yeah, hope we see that's him a character that we need to see again. what happens to him. I hope I see more of his grandson. Yes. Oh, that too. That too. <laughs> I'm going to have to start reading some of these comics. I know, <laughs> right? I know. Yeah, the <laughs> Young Avengers is great. I'm going to have to go yeah. to a, a, you know, Yvette's house and go you know, get some of her comic books. <laughs> You'll be here next month. You'll be here next month. Oh, you can touch them. Do I have to wear white gloves? No, you, you're not going to touch my, my, my first edition Falcon, no. Just oh, to oh, look wow. at it. If you ever no. come over to my yeah. house, you have to wear white gloves to touch my, what was it? The, what is the thing called? The Winter Soldier. I had it signed by Chris Evans and Sebastian Stan. Oh, Ooh, oh yeah. Yeah, 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 don't you could just look at that. I wouldn't even want to touch it. Yeah, no, I, I wouldn't even want to breathe on that. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I have a first edition Deep Space Nine comic book. They Bring us got... back, Fran. Bring us back. <laughs> <laughs> Ow. We were doing so well. Yeah, right? <laughs> we really were. Because we last episode, it was about Tamiya. Sisters. Tamiya was last episode about her, about, she said something about Star Trek, her Star Trek universe. She had to mention that in Expanse. And I was like, we're going to get through this one. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, the same person, he's a comic book, he's a comic book guy. I mean, and he bought me that first edition and he also bought me my Uhura plate too, so. Uh-oh. That's my See, yeah. you can take the girl out of the Trek universe, but you can't take the Trek universe out of the girl. No, we can't take the sisters. That is the only comic book I have. <laughs> I have gold key Star Trek comic books. I do have that. Yeah. Okay. Oh. All right. We're, what? We're, I'm done. Okay. All right. All right, folks. Not if you real. have. Uh, things that you would like to contribute to this conversation, your thoughts on episode two or your thoughts on our discussion or what comic books you might have that you, <laughs> that you will only let people touch with white gloves. Oh, I would um, love to know what those are. <laughs> Please tell us. Please tell us, hit us up. Yvette, where can people hit us up? Uh, you can find us at sci-fi sisters.com. That's S Y. F-Y-S-I-S-T-A-S dot com. You can join us on the mothership. That's M-U-T-H-A-S-H-I-P. And the Sci-Fi Sisters Book Club, both on Facebook. On Instagram, we are sci-fi dot sisters. And we're also on Twitter at sci-fi sisters. Okay, now you spelled those, anonymous one. Nah, buddy. (laughs) It's that time of the show where we give a shout out to the one and only Dose the Anonymous, the baddest engineer on the planet. He's responsible for all the music that you hear on our show. And uh, our Trek Geeks friends, uh, Bill, 
tweeted out that how much he loves uh, listening to the music on the show and how it gets stuck in his head all day. So thanks, Dose, because it is really dope. Um, and uh, if you want to get in touch with him and need some engineering skills or some music for your show, it's Dose the Anonymous One, the number one at gmail.com. That's D O S T H E A N O N Y M O U S the number one at gmail.com. And that's it for us this week, y'all. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next week. And uh, peace, love, and hair, grease my peeps. Okay. Bye. Live long and prosper. Not evident. <laughs>